This is the Love Your Team podcast, where we discuss strategies for sales managers to retain top talent and build high-performing teams. I'm your host, Helen Finucci, and I have been leading and managing teams for over 25 years. Thank you for tuning in. Joining me today is Radhika Shukla, an enterprise sales leader from Microsoft. Radhika recently took over a new team, and I've asked her to share her insights and strategies for building a relationship with her sellers and building a strong team culture. As is in the case for most sales leaders, we typically inherit a new team rather than hiring one from scratch. And I'm so looking forward to Radhika's insights. But before we jump in, let me share a bit more about Radhika. Radhika has more than 18 years sales experience and with the last five of them being at Microsoft. She resides in South Lyon, Michigan with her husband and two children. And I got to know Radhika about a year ago and have been so impressed by her creativity, breaking new ground, engaging customers, her leadership in manufacturing and really understanding the customer's business challenges, and her unparalleled ability to network and brand build both within Microsoft and outside. Welcome, Radhika. I am so delighted to have you here. Thank you, Helen. Great meeting you after so long. We miss you in manufacturing. Happy to be here. Truly an honor. Thank you so much. So let's just jump in. So tell me a bit about your role and team. It's always helpful, I think, to provide the listener with a bit of additional context. Thank you, Helen. Yes, absolutely. I'll build on the great introduction that you just gave. I do have 18 plus years of experience in the industry. Most of it has been in retail, healthcare, and now in manufacturing. Currently, I'm the sales director supporting 65 customers in U.S. manufacturing East region, responsible for PNL of approximately 135 million. I have a small team of six people that support these customers. And prior to Microsoft, I was at IBM. I did my MBA here from University of Michigan, Ross School of Business. And I'm just having a great time here at Microsoft. Being a new leader, I had my set of challenges and I've learned to navigate through the complexities of this tech giant, but happy to be here and privileged to be a servant leader. That's great. Super. So tell me a little bit about some of those challenges and how you think about your role as a sales leader. When I took over this role, I just had a plan and it centered around five key themes, creating clarity, keeping it simple for my team. Because oftentimes in sales, we get very overwhelmed by the things that are thrown at us in the field. And it gets very confusing. So that was top of mind for me. Motivating and energizing my team through extensive collaboration, creating inclusive atmosphere, making sure that I do everything in my power to help my team grow personally and professionally. So that was very important as well. Supporting and empowering my team to solve customer business problems. Oftentimes, we see them being very focused on their targets and quotas. And I think that's good. We're all in sales. So quotas are very important. However, if we have a mindset of solving customer problems, understanding their pain points, listening keenly and with good intent, I think that's when it's very, that it becomes easy 
to meet those targets, right? So that's that's important. Fourthly, I would say leading by example and inspiring my team to build on their tech intensity. I'm a huge advocate of the learn it all mindset. And I recently was speaking on one of the podcasts and I was talking about the certifications that I've taken. I continue to do that because obviously I love to empower myself, but I also like to inspire my team to do the same. And lastly, recognizing and appreciating desired behaviors around growth mindset, embodying our values, our beliefs, and just living our culture, walking the talk. So those are the five themes that I follow. Wow, that's a lot right there. So let's break it down a little bit further. So you started off, if I believe, talking about creating clarity and creating and motivating your team. So how does that show up? You have a brand new team. They don't really know you. You don't really know them. How do you build a relationship and go about gaining their trust in what you do? Trust is very important. And yes, it is very difficult for a new leader because sometimes they take their time to understand your intentions. You may have said something with good intentions and you don't know how they take your coaching. So as a new leader, I was very scared in the beginning that how will I be perceived by my team? But I think you have to be a coach, a guide, a mentor, and a friend to your team. I think that's when they learn to trust you and just empower them to be able to find solutions for your customers, for your partners. They should be able to empower their V team, their extended team, empower themselves and focus on their growth. I think when you come across as a leader who's leading with care, who's leading with empathy, who shows them that, hey, it's you first, people, customers, profits, it's in that order for me, I was able to establish that early on. And that's when my team really trusted me and understood that I truly, truly care for them. Yeah, great, great example. Yeah, the people part, it's never been more important than now when a lot of people are going through different things and that empathy that you talk about, love that. So in your mind, you talked about leading by example. Can you give some examples of how you've gone about doing that? Tech intensity is one that comes straight to my mind because when I was struggling to build a point of view, understanding the manufacturing industry, I just decided to go learn it all. So I started taking fundamental certifications around our three clouds because coming from IBM, the Microsoft solution portfolio was completely new to me. I also started branching out into agile factories, supply chain. I've now recently signed up for Cornell University's leadership program. And I share that a lot with my team. So it's an indirect message that your manager is doing it. The team gets motivated and each and every one on my team has actually signed up for one certification or the other. And they keep coming to me for coaching on tips and tricks on how to pass the exam. That's one. Leading with empathy. I make sure that when I'm in a room full of people, everybody feels included. And I do talk a lot. So sometimes I have to check myself and make sure that I am hearing every voice in the room because some people are introvert. They're very shy. They're afraid to speak up. So when they do, appreciating that behavior, energizing them by recognizing the fact that they provided great value to the meeting, I think that's important. Those are very tiny things, but they have a deep impact on an individual. They leave the meeting feeling happy, right? So, so little things like that. 
just recognizing behavior that a team is exhibiting around growth mindset and inclusivity. That's important. Hiring a diverse team, I think that was very important for me as well. That is something I'm leading by example. I'm showing that to other managers how it's done. For me, a diverse team is very important. A team that disagrees with each other is also okay because you don't have to always agree. Having diverse perspectives is very important. Listening to everybody's point of view is important. So I believe a lot in that. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You have to create smart people in your team. So that's something I've been doing. I'm very passionate about community service. And if you know, Helen, we talk a lot about impact on others in Microsoft. There's a whole circle that we have impact on others' success. I have been leading by example, showing my team how we can actually have an impact on people's lives outside of Microsoft also. I've done a lot of community service and very passionate about helping people. I've done some great work here at Microsoft during the COVID crisis. So again, that was something that's close to my heart. And I think somewhere people get inspired. And those are just a few examples there. Yeah, that's great. So listening to you speak about all the things that you're doing, I could imagine that some of your team members might be overwhelmed. And work-life balance and taking care of ourselves, mental health is a challenge more as we're isolated. So how do you just do so much, but also make sure that you have time for yourself and your family. And do your team members sometimes feel like they need to do it all like you're doing? Because it's just a lot when I hear you speaking <laughs> about it all. How do you navigate work-life balance for yourself, but also for your team? I'm very good at time management. And for my team, I make sure there's no burnout. So one thing that I constantly share with my team, almost on a weekly basis, sometimes even daily, there are resources that Microsoft provides to you around mental health and wellness, Headspace app and other tools and resources that I constantly share with my team. I recently hosted a session around women's wellness that was actually attended by several men also, but it, was, it talked about nutrition and how to keep yourself energized during stressful times. So I constantly advocate for that, that self-care is number one, and then prioritize your family over work. So that's something that they hear from me very often in all our weekly cadence calls. I ensure that they prioritize their activities and tasks based on the impact it's having. And if the impact is at scale, I ask them to engage. I make sure they're handling their calendar in such a way that they don't get overwhelmed. They don't have to do everything on a certain day, they need to prioritize based on the impact that they could have. And that could be tangible benefits coming out of that activity or even intangible benefits. But how are they leveraging best practices and learnings from others? How are they having an impact on others' success? So helping them with prioritizing their tasks is also something that I coach them a lot on. So I think, yes, that feeling of burnout can happen. But the last thing that I am a firm believer of is taking constant feedback from the team. There were certain activities that I did as a new manager, which I felt initially overwhelmed the team, right? We were doing a lot of things and it was having great impact, but the team had a lot to do. And we constantly just have this open dialogue. And I love that about my team. We just get on this call and it's like a no judgment zone and everybody openly shares their feedback. 
this is working this is not working this is too much to do let's back off here let's embrace this so i think that kind of an open exchange of ideas is healthy so feedback is amazing for every manager so i'd encourage everybody out there to take that feedback embrace it with a growth mindset and then tweak your style okay great so let's dig into that for a minute so you talked about that early on when you took over the team were people reluctant to give you open feedback or are there things that looking back you would have done differently surprisingly actually i didn't face that problem when it comes to feedback i think people have been very open with me and because i i've always maintained that about myself that hey i'm here to learn as well right so if you come across as a learner that we're learning together we're in this together we're successful together as a team we're building something beautiful here i think i sent that message to the team early on so feedback was never never an issue i think i got a lot of feedback <laughs> and they saw i embraced it with a smile and i said okay i messed up let's fix this and i think we are a big happy family here who cares about each other care is very important for me they know that i have often times told my team please shut down your laptop i do not want to see you working at 6 o'clock want you out of office why are you sending me this message and then they'll tell me oh radhika it's q4 you know how it is and i'm like no no i don't want to know how it is i need you to just shut down completely and i think they appreciate that when your manager cares for you you go above and beyond to make your team successful right they want to make their team successful they want to make their customers successful because they know they're cared for they know they're appreciated they know their work is valued and recognized right and i think it goes so it goes a long way you talked about empathy caring for your team but also you're in it together so you're problem solving and not i don't know sometimes managers will be okay well this is the way to do it and it sounds like you're really leaning in and jointly solving the challenges that you face so talk to me a little bit about the results cuz at the end of the day it's about driving revenue taking care of customers and building a stronger base of business and growing our share so how is that going for you that's going awesome our team is making their numbers this year we were a new territory scale territory with a lot of customers coverage was historically not as good as how we have it today so a lot has changed executive alignment was missing a number of cc relationships had to be nurtured from infancy literally we had no contacts in certain accounts but we've done very well for ourselves and across all solution pillars we're crushing it so our team is doing great again as i said if the team feels that they are valued they go above and beyond to make themselves successful and to make the entire squad successful a winning formula for sure yeah we're in this stronger together right stronger together and that's what our team believes in Yeah, Radhika, you talked about empowering your team. How do you go about doing that? So four enablement criteria is there: coverage, capability, being agile, and building the right culture. So when I talk about coverage, what I mean is just making sure that our customers and partners are well supported. We are bringing in the right resources at the right time, aligning the right executives, identifying their pain points, and aligning our solution. capabilities to their pain points and it's not the other way around we don't lead with solutioning we first listen keenly to their pain points 
and then align our solutions. Capability talks about just nurturing high caliber talent. I do that a lot. I've been building a bench of talent for my team, just enabling our people to be able to work as one might, just bringing all teams together, collaborating extensively. I have several teams channels that are going on where the entire squad comes together, provides inputs, best practices, shared learnings. And I think that benefits the entire team. And then being agile is very important. Nimble resource allocations, simplifying the orchestration, utilizing data-driven tools and processes, just making the operating model simple rather than complicating it because then it gets complicated for our customers as well, right? So that's another way to enable my team. And lastly, culture is very important for me. We need to put in our effort, do our due diligence to make Microsoft the best place to work at, right? And just bringing the Microsoft culture to life internally and externally is very important to me. So I encourage the team to embrace our culture, walk the talk, and ensure that in our day-to-day conversations also, we are just embodying those beliefs and just living our culture. So how does culture show up for you and your team? Like, how do you establish the culture that you're talking about? There's a lot that's said about Microsoft's culture, but what about your culture and your team? How does that fit in and complement the overall Microsoft culture? So culture in general, if you see, refers to the set of values, ethics, beliefs. Is I feel it's like the character and personality of an organization, right? And it reflects in day-to-day operations and it helps build the overall company atmosphere. And it, it impacts everything from high-level decision-making to the vibe on a team, right? People are, they feel rejuvenated. They feel energized if the company culture is good. And leadership sets the tone for it. But I think every level in the organization has to embrace it. And people do their best. They are engaged. They do their best if they're happy and if they feel like they're a part of a company with strong values. So it's very important to define that culture and again, lead by example, embrace those values and beliefs to just show your team that we care for each other. It's important to be inclusive. It's important to lead with respect and fairness, have trust and integrity in all your conversations. I think those are key elements of our culture. So we constantly reinforce that in my team. Yeah, super. Do you ever have a situation where there are cultural mismatches or do you find that people really are, the team members are really embracing the culture? Well, I think we all come across these situations where a few people embrace it wholeheartedly. Others have a tough time understanding Microsoft values and beliefs. And it's more so because they're, I've seen that more with external hires and it's really not their fault. They come from a different environment. So it takes time to understand what Microsoft core beliefs are, right? But if you set the right tone, and this is the core responsibility of leadership, we need to do everything in our power to ensure that our team members understand our culture. And that helps build an environment that's motivating, that's engaging, that's nurturing, because then they feel that they're loved, they're cared, and their uh, professional and personal lives both are enriched. And, and it develops a 
environment that's very collaborative. So yes, you do come across a few individuals who take time to adjust to the Microsoft culture, but I think you have to continue to coach and guide them and lead by example, because that's the best way. That's the best way that a person learns when they get inspired by what you're doing. I have this framework that, that Microsoft has this framework, actually, Model Coach Care. I have my own version of it. It's called Inspire, Empower, and Appreciate. And I believe in that. And I, I lead by example to show them how to embrace our culture. Wow, I'd love to hear more. And unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I'm going to have you on my next episode and let's dig into that topic. I'd love to hear more about how you bring model coach care to life with your inspire, empower, and appreciate. Now that sounds pretty exciting. (laughs) So thank you very much. We're going to wrap up this episode and stay tuned for the next one where Radhika will be back. And in the meantime, please subscribe to Love Your Team podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you very much for listening. 